Good morning, ladies. Happy Monday, Monday um, after a time change. So that can be difficult, <laughs> right? Um, I hope that you are all up and feeling good and feeling well this morning. I'm excited to be here with you. We're going to break down a lot of things today and it's going to be great. So we are going to be talking about setbacks and how to use them for good and how to stop this setback mentality that stops us in our tracks from moving forward with our goals or from moving forward at all. There are some setbacks that stop us completely in the track in our tracks. So we're going to look for the Bible and at the Bible to tell us how to get through these setbacks, but also how we can apply that into our daily lives when we're looking at our nutrition, when we're looking at our fitness, when we're looking at our health overall. Before we hop into that, as always, we are going to um, pray. If there was something that you need prayers for, sometimes Facebook shows me while I'm live, other times it does not. But if you need prayer, feel free to comment in the chat what you are looking for. If it's something that you don't want to share and it's an unspoken prayer request, you can absolutely just drop an emoji, but let us know so that we can pray for you. So often um, I speak with women daily and they say, I don't have a support system. There's one right here in this group for you. So use it. Sometimes it takes stepping out of that comfort zone. You don't have to tell everything, but we can put our hand up and just know that other people are here and we're willing to pray for you. We want to pray for you. So drop an emoji or drop some comments about what you'd like um, prayer for. And we are here for that. If you are joining us for the first time, this is where we record our Fit and Faithful Moms podcast live every week. So we do it in the Fit and Faithful Moms Facebook group at 10 a.m. every Monday morning, and that's 10 a.m. Eastern time, Eastern Standard Time now, um, but it is on the podcast on Tuesday. So you can look up on Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung, Apple, any podcast app you've got search fit and faithful moms it will pull up and you'll see all of our episodes there but every tuesday the newest one will be loaded up that we record live on monday so let's hop into prayer and then let's jump right into this setbacks podcast so lord we come to you today with so much thanksgiving we are just so thankful father and today we're going to be thankful for the setbacks father help me to speak through your word to show an example through Joseph of what to do um, with your setbacks and how not to cut corners and try to streamline things and try to fast forward your plan. But Father, to allow these setbacks that you allow into our lives to grow us, to strengthen us, to develop us, to be closer to you, Father, all things good and bad pass through your hands. You give and take away. Father, help us to realize and remember that anything that is happening in our lives has passed through your hands and you are growing us, strengthening us, teaching us through these lessons. Lord, we love you. We praise you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. We are going to hop right into it. So um, we are talking about setbacks. It is really easy in the fitness world or in the health world to have a setback. It seems like as soon as you say, I'm going to start a health journey, right? The world comes against you. This is what happens, right? Spiritual warfare is a real thing. You say, I'm going to get closer in my relationship with God. I'm going to start going to church every Sunday. I've given my life to Jesus. This is going to be great. And then guess what is going to happen? All the opposition to make you prove to yourself that what you're speaking matches your actions and you are going to grow and stretch and learn from this. Jenny, good morning. Good morning, Heather. Absolutely praying um, oh, to all of my teachers. I don't know that I know one <laughs> that is very happy right now. Um, it's a very stressful, hard job. So absolutely praying 
for you guys. Um, so our mindset happens, right? When we're like, I'm going to have patience today. I'm not going to yell at the kids. Guess what's going to happen? Opportunities are going to come into your life that either have been happening or will continue to happening that you're going to view in a different way because you just said this morning, you're not going to yell at your kids and you're going to go, oh my gosh, all I did today was yell at my kids, but it really isn't. That's what's happening. You're just paying attention to it. Now you're going, oh, I do yell at my kids more than I thought. I need to pay more attention to this. Or you say, I'm going to eat healthy today. I'm going to nail this thing. No big deal. Guess what's going to come into the workplace office? Donuts. You're going to start like driving by your normal route and fast food restaurants. They're going to glow in a different way, right? Or you're going to have your husband come home and be like, I picked up Chinese for dinner because it's your favorite. And he's doing something sweet for you. But this morning you decided to not tell anybody you were starting a health journey and now you're mad at him and you can't control your Chinese. And it's this whole circle of things, right? Often our setbacks are caused by an unrealistic expectation of what we think will happen. We think I'm going to get healthy I'm going to be fine. This road is going to be bump free. And as soon as a bump comes, that setback, that little bump that's meant to grow us and strengthen us, not perfect us, right? The bump that's meant to go, how bad do you want this? How much can we grow? What can we learn from this experience? How can we get stronger for the next time a bump comes? We go, oh my gosh, there was a bump. Clearly I'm not meant to work out clearly I'm not meant to eat healthy. I'm not meant to have patience. I just can't control my anger. I insert anything here, right? Insert anything here. Oh, I wanted to be stronger in my faith. My faith was tested. I must not have any faith. No, our faith grows through the testing of our faith. Our nutrition grows from the testing of our nutrition. Our health grows with the testing of our health. How bad are we willing to say this setback and bump is that we're willing to just give up? Or we're going to say, I get it. My expectation is I'm going to hit bumps. This bump is going to teach me for the future. I will learn from this bump. So the next time that it gets bigger, I grow in my strength. I homeschool my kids. So um, even if you don't homeschool your kids, you're going to understand this. Let's just start with toddlers, okay? So anyone, every mom has been a here. Your kids start to walk and we're like, yes, they're walking. We don't just stop there. Like the kids don't just stop at walking, right? They want to now walk and grab things. They're going to walk and start to run. We don't just go, oh, they're walking. They're good. I'm going to be on my own. Like, you're good now. You don't need me anymore. No, their walking turns into running. Their running turns into some sort of sport, basketball, skiing, hockey. I don't know why all the winter sports are coming to mind right now. Cross country, skateboarding, whatever it is but they have to fall down to grow strength to get up. We don't think when a child falls, when they're learning to walk, like, well, they're never gonna walk. So may as well give up on that. Our child has never walked. No mom has ever said that. No one ever have they stood up and gone, oh, they're standing, yes. Oh, but they didn't walk. I guess they're never going to get there. But we do that with our nutrition all the time. Like, yes, we're going to eat healthy. This is going to happen. It's going to be great. I'm going to exercise today. And then the one time something goes wrong, we go, oh, well, clearly I'm not meant to do this. So it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. The scale hasn't moved in weeks. I've been doing all the right things. I want to challenge you that your expectations are wrong. If you expect to go from 200 
to 140, straight line down, no problems getting in your way. You're going to bulldoze through all the donuts. You're going to bulldoze through every fast food place that you drive by. You're never going to run into a time that you have to go down the candy aisle again at the grocery store. That just is not realistic. That's not going to happen. We need setbacks to come and make us stronger. I wouldn't be where I am in my marriage now if we didn't have some setbacks working towards us, like big things that we had to work through, mountains we had to overcome to go, yeah, like we're strong. And I know the next time that marital mountain comes towards me, we're going to get up that and get over it together because we've done it before. And that happens with our kids too, right? We have these parenting things, these struggles that we're going through. And you go, yep, we got through this before. And it starts when they're little. And it's always such a big thing too, right? Like when they're not sleeping through the night, it's a huge thing and we're exhausted. And then they're teething and it's a huge thing and we're exhausted. And then we look back at it when our kids are 13 and they're dealing with sexuality things in public schools that don't make sense and they shouldn't be dealing with it now. And we go, oh, this is a big thing. That teething was really nothing at this point, right? This is like a, a big thing, but then they get to driving and then that's a big thing. It really is just a continual set of bumpy roads that we're going to be getting through. And the bumps don't get any smaller, the stronger we get. The bumps get bigger and bigger. So I want to encourage you today to stop expecting this straight line success story that's like, yes, I've never had any struggles and view it in lines of my bumps are growing, right? These bumps in the road, these speed bumps will turn into something else, but they're growing me. And you know what else happens when you hit a speed bump like too hard when it knocks you off your feet, like your uh, rim comes off or something, you hit a speed bump really hard, things fall off of the car when you hit a speed bump too hard. Now, in this situation, you do need the things that are falling off your car most likely, but there are some spiritual things that you're probably holding on to or things that you're grasping on from your past that you need to hit a speed bump real fast to bump you down for a second to shake off some of this baggage you've been carrying around that you don't need. The Lord knows you're going to have to hike a really high mountain coming up. He's given you this speed bump to shake off some of that weight so you can get up the next mountain. Not so that you sit there and look at the ground and go, look at what I've lost. Not that you sit there and go, well, I'm just a failure. Not that you sit there and just go, well, this clearly isn't meant for me. This clearly isn't my calling. I'm not meant to be healthy. I'm not meant to be a mom. I'm not meant to work out. I'm not meant to be a good wife. I can't do all the things. You're not supposed to do all the things. You need to hit this speed bump to knock some of that expectation off that's yours and not the Lord's. This expectation that things will go smoothly and you'll get to where you need to be. You will, but not according to your plan. I think I've said this before. Um, the advice that I give to every mom that's going to go into labor is to not have a plan. Like have your emergency contacts and have like your medical things set up if something were to go wrong and get life insurance and, you know, have a plan, but don't plan for, you know, rainbows and exactly what scent you're going to be smelling and exactly how many pushes you're going to do. You could be planning for pushes, but end up having a C-section. So there is no plan when you go into having into labor, right? Like I'm, you can't say water break, water broke. All right. Contraction start. Yep. There they go. Just like I planned pain, tolerable, stay here. Awesome. All right. And now breathe, breathe, push baby. Perfect. Now that doesn't happen. And we should use that expectation of what we planned for labor 
as our lives, because the Lord tells us we're going to labor through some things in this life. You're going to labor through learning how to eat healthy. You're going to labor through learning how to arrange your schedule correctly. You're going to labor, labor through learning how to work out. You're going to labor through breaking off these addictions to food because that's what they are. And then growing into something else. You're going to labor through some things. You're going to labor through your marriage. You're going to labor through parenting. You're going to labor through friendships. We're going to labor through this life. So often we're like, oh, yep, we read that in the scripture. We're just going to labor through. When's the last time you really put that into perspective? Labor, ladies, we've actually been there. It's not pleasant. I wasn't like, joy, this pain is great. I love all of this in the unknown. And I don't really know what's happening. And I don't, even in the medical field, don't know what they're talking about because everything is so intense. You could tell me, you know, recite the alphabet. And I'd be like, I don't know it anymore. <laughs> I don't know the alphabet. I can't tell it to you. Everything's so intense and there's so much pressure and all this stuff. We're going to labor through some stuff, put it in perspective. When we start something and the Lord says, we're going to have labor like pains working through things. Let's not read that with a grain of salt and go labor like pains. I read my Bible today. Done. And then we hit a roadblock and we go, oh, this isn't good. No, we need to labor through those pains. We don't need to write it off. We don't need to say, well, this is too hard. I'm not going to continue going through with this. We don't need to say, oh, the scale hasn't moved in weeks. Clearly this isn't working. We need to go, this is my laboring. I'm laboring through something. And it could be a really deep, hard thing you're laboring for. And deep, hard things are different to everybody. I can't tell you that nutrition is a deep, hard thing and then tell you death is not, (laughs) right? These things weigh different to every single person. And what's hard is hard. It doesn't have to be like this grand thing. And so often like, well, I just, I know what I need to do. I just need to do it. I did a whole training on that, right? Yes, but you're not meant to do it alone. You're not meant to do it on your own. You have to like speak to someone and tell them they're doing it, I have no motivation. Well, that's because you're keeping it all in here and you haven't actually started. In the second you hit a speed bump, like, oh, I don't have weights and this workout calls for weights. So clearly I'm not meant to do this. No, you are. Your laboring just looks like going out and finding weights or modifying something that day, right? And other people's laboring looks different. If you can get through the labors in the beginning, the outcome is beautiful. Think of the end of labor. You have a baby, right? A beautiful baby. And you forget all that you've gone through. If we didn't keep pushing through the contractions, they would be like, what is wrong with you? You have to push through this. In one way or the other, you're having a baby. We can do this the hard way. Or you can work with these setbacks that are coming up and we're going to work with your body when these are happening and it will come out. Or you can fight it and go, oh, there's pain. This must mean it's wrong. This must mean I'm doing something bad. This must mean I shouldn't go that way. And you just hold things in with all your might when what we're trying to get through is shedding out some old stuff to get to the new, to show you the strength that you don't have, but the Lord does. So I was thinking about this all this weekend, because guess what? I have setbacks all the time and any health professional does, right? Doctors need doctors. Health coaches need health coaches. I'm a nutrition coach. I'm a personal trainer. I have a therapist. I have a personal trainer of my own. I have my own nutritionist that I work with. I have a business coach just because I'm in here. doesn't mean that I'm not growing. I've got more certifications that I'm trying to work through at the same time of leading my family and teaching my kids and being a spouse. 
I get it. Like there's a lot of things you're going through. There's a lot. I'm going through a lot too. But that doesn't mean that we just stop. You need it too. And that's okay. The problem comes when we start saying we can do this all ourselves, and we don't need God in this area of our lives is what you're saying. When you say, I don't need you. And I talk to a lot of women who are like, "Mm, I asked this question to everybody. So here it is. Have you prayed on your health journey before? Have you prayed about it? And I go, "Mm, no. Well, then no wonder things aren't moving. We're not accessing the spirit. We're not accessing Jesus. We're not speaking to God about the things that matter to us. And then the things don't change. And now we become so self-consumed with food and workouts and food planning and all this other stuff that we're like, oh, even more stressed, oh, stressing out. Let the Lord in, let someone in. It's okay to get a coach to help implement things. I'm here to tell you, I've been doing this since I was 16. I am 37 years old. I still need help. I still need guidance. So it's okay for you too, as well. If the devil can change your mindset and can get you off kilter about nutrition, about fitness, about the number on the scale not moving and get you so frustrated that you stop, what other wars are you allowing him to win in your life? If he can get you so discouraged about a number on the scale or a number that you're not hitting with your nutrition or the fact that your pant sizes aren't moving down in four weeks because you finally decided after 40 years that in these four weeks, you were going to drop 50 pounds. That he has you that discouraged and that all up in your mind space and that all messed up. What else? What other power are you giving the devil in other areas of your life that you don't even know because you're only focused on this one number, this one nutrition thing, this one thing? What other areas of the war is he winning, right? I feel like the news does that to us and I won't get into it, but like we get distracted on something because there's other bigger things going on in the background, but we're so focused on like, wow, what is happening? Why is that? blah, blah, blah. And there's these big things going on in the background while you're so distracted and upset and mad and thinking you can't do it. And the devil's like, yeah, it's the number on the scale. We got her. What bigger things is he doing behind your back as you're so focused on this and angry at that, that there are bigger things happening. Your kids, your daughters specifically seeing you act towards food in a way that we're not supposed to act right? Well, I overate yesterday. So now I guess I'm not going to eat because the scale went up and I'm going to starve myself for three days. All right. I'm going to start another cleanse. I see that juice cleanses are in. So I'm going to just go through the juice cleanse and lose 10 pounds, but really change none of my habits, really change no foundational things about me. And at the end of my juice cleanse, I'll lose five pounds, but then I'll put back on 15 because I'm craving all these foods that I wasn't allowed to have for a week. All right, I'm gonna cut out um, all of this. I'm gonna be so angry at the scale that my attitude and my mind changes towards everybody else around me. And uh, that's it, I'm just an angry person now. Your kids are seeing this, specifically your daughters. And you're so focused here, self-focused on expectation that is unrealistic and the devil's getting you hung up on this number. And your daughter goes, so we get mad when we work and it doesn't, it doesn't go our way. So we act out and we go to extremes when things don't work how they're supposed to. So I don't eat when I, someone says I'm fat. So I restrict when I'm not feeling good. No, these are the bigger things that are going on behind the scenes that are happening when you're so focused on that one thing. 
right? It, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. It, it really doesn't. So how many other things, how many other areas of your life is the enemy impacting because we got off kilter about something like our food choices the night before or the scale or our BMI number or whatever. And instead of saying, all right, this is a, this is a good, good setback because I learned that on Saturdays, when I go out with my friends, I overeat, I overdrink, I do all this stuff. It's a continual thing. So next Saturday, when I go out with my friends, I'm going to put a, a plan in place. I'm going to test it and see how it works. I'm going to feel better about myself or I'm not. And then you continue in and grow and learn. My daughter has um, this like skin rash right now. And they're like, well, it could be one of four things. We really don't know what it is. So we're going to start with one. We're going to give it, you know, a week to see if it works. And then if it doesn't, which they're assuming it won't work, then they already have the plan in place for the other things we're trying. We're like, I'm doing keto. It better work. And if it doesn't, I'm a failure because I can't stop eating carbs. First off, we're supposed to eat carbs. Like, uh, it's a really important part of your nutrition. It's just white bread has nothing in it, um, which is why it has to be enriched. So there's bigger problems there, not carbs, just white bread in general. So we're like, ah, this didn't work. So clearly it's not. Imagine if I did that with my daughter in her skin condition. They're like, well, it's not this one thing. Well, we don't know. I guess she's doomed with this skin condition for life. No, they're like, try this. If it doesn't work, come back. Science is trial and error of figuring out if things will work and if it doesn't. And if it works enough, a majority of the time, we get to say, yes, that works. That's good. Your body is no different. Every single body processes food differently, processes thoughts differently, processes water, exercise, everything differently. So we need to try it, see if it works, then don't allow the setback to be this debilitating thing. We go, oh, we were expecting that. I've got another plan in place for when this happened. My um, group, the Methodized Mom, my um, clients, and I just finished a study on Joseph. So it's pretty fitting that I'm bringing him into this and I'm reading through um, Old Testament right now. So I'm really like obsessed with diving deep when I read the Bible. I don't just like read scripture and then close the day. I like go deep into it and try to understand like what was happening and put my feet like in their shoes and like walk through it and feel the things and, and go through what they were, were doing. But I want to talk about how Joseph dealt with setbacks. Joseph was given a dream, right? When he was a boy in the field doing his shepherding thing, right? You will be a king. He knew this. He knew it. But guess what? He did not have a straight line to providing for his family like how he saw in his dream. He did not have a straight line to power. In fact, he was sold into slavery. Someone, you know, his, the Pharaoh's wife said he tried to sleep with him when he didn't. So he was falsely accused and in jail for decades. Then he finds people to get him out of jail and they forget about him. And he's stuck there. And finally he gets out. Imagine if that first setback of him, him being thrown in the well and beat up, right? He was like, well, clearly this isn't meant for me. Then he gets pulled out and he's like, yeah, it's meant for me only <laughs> to be sold by his brothers for like pennies. Yeah. Just take him out of here. We don't want him. And then you end up in jail. And then we do this with our minds. It's no different. And I'm so glad Jesus, um, gave us examples and God gave us the Bible to learn from this. It's not about just Joseph 
being beaten and then he was in a well and then it was sold into slavery and then he was put into jail because he was falsely accused and then yay he's pharaoh's right hand man and he saves egypt or he saves the israelites no it's not about that these are our struggles too that we can learn from what he did in this situation we can learn from what Jesus did through his miracles, not to view them from a 2020 view and a hindsight view to go, yeah, to view them in a real life way to go, how can I apply this into my life? It's in the Bible so that you can take it and apply it into your life. Imagine if Joseph just gave up in jail. Because a lot of us are right now, just giving up on our nutrition. We're giving up on our fitness. We're giving up on our health. We're just like, it is what it is. I've tried. It doesn't work. I tried the same thing again, and it doesn't work. Then I tried the same thing again, and it doesn't work. I keep doing what I did in my twenties, but I'm 40 now and it, it doesn't work. So it's not meant for me. It's not supposed to be the same. Every time you're not supposed to keep going over the same hurdle every time. You're not supposed to just stand and get a round of applause when you are a baby and start taking your first steps. After a while, we go, you're going to be doing more. Your hurdles are going to be doing more. Imagine if we all just stood up and everyone was like, good job. Every adult, you're walking. Amazing work. Amazing work. We would never grow as a society because we'd be stuck in the boundaries of our first setback and we would just be confined. We don't do that with our mental self. I don't do that with my mental self for my kids. We're constantly learning and growing and expanding and relearning and doing all these things. But we do that with our fitness and our, our nutrition. We're like, we stood up, we took a step. Yay. Oh, we fell down. I guess this is where we stay now. Yes, this is where we stay. We're going to stay on our butts and we're not going to be able to walk. And when we do try to walk again, we'll fall back down, but that's because we haven't tried in three weeks and our legs aren't strong enough yet. We need to enable the setback to set us up for something bigger. We have to set us up. And you know what? Like you don't have to start from square one. Square one was when you were born. <laughs> okay. You've made a lot of strides since then. You are walking. You have learned to speak. You have friends. You have a family. You've done a lot of things since square one. Let's stop saying that. Like you're not back to the start. You weren't kicked back to the beginning. We weren't put back into our mom's womb. Huh. No, we just fell down right where we were. We just did a boom, right? And we're going to stand back up. We're not back at square one. We're not back at the beginning. We're not starting from scratch. We just fell down and we go, ah, all right. That hurt. Um, that didn't work. Whatever I just did. I'm going to have to try something else. I snowboard. Love it. I actually haven't snowboarded. id gone snowboarding? English isn't my forte sciences. Um, I let someone else go through my editing. Um, I went snowboarding throughout my entire childhood. That's just what I did. I grew up in Massachusetts, super close to all these mountains in Vermont and New Hampshire, snowboarded all the time. The first time I went, um, I couldn't stand I just fell right down, but I expected that, right? I didn't go into snowboarding. Like I am going to ride the half pipe today and I should get at least a bronze in the Olympics. At least I'm aiming for higher, but I'm going to settle with bronze day one. No, I went in like everyone keeps telling me this is going to hurt. And I'm going to fall on my butt and I really should have gotten a pad, <laughs> but I'm going to try this and I'm going to see how it goes. And if I really like it and guess what? I stood up, I fell down, I got back up, I fell down again, 
I got back up and finally made it like 45 minutes to the chairlift and got on. With our health journey, we go, well, well, I food prepped for the entire week. Look at my fridge. It's got all my stuff in here. Don't even have to think about snacks. Like everything's in here and I'm good. And I got my workout clothes and I got my workout shoes and I got my water. It's going to be a great week. And then we fall. We wake up late. We miss our alarm. We have to run out the door. We forget our lunch at home. We forget the snacks that we made at home. And we go, ugh. Well, that was all for nothing. No, it, it, you just fell down. It's okay. Like, come back home. It's all good. You can work out at night, even when you're tired. You can. You can do that because you've gone through labor. So I know that you can work out at night, even when you're tired. You have had a child. You've gone through the hardest thing ever. You've raised it. You're raising it. You definitely can. Give me 20 minutes of any sort of physical activity. I know you can, we just choose not to and use that setback like, well, I didn't get it done at 7 a.m. So clearly that's not happening today. Well, I ate really good all day. So I get to reward myself with this 1700 calorie dinner. I know it's my entire calorie budget for the day, but I'm gonna reward myself with it. Stop doing that. Stop rewarding yourself by doing good with food. (laughs) Food doesn't give you anything. Reward yourself in any other way besides with food because it's going to give you nothing back but guilt. Even the best of us, even me, right? Who's gone through, I don't know, eight nutrition courses. I'm just finished another certification in it. Even I still have it because the enemy still has that thorn in my side. So stop rewarding yourself with food. Like, go get some nail polish and paint your nails or do something, do something else. But don't expect to be perfect with it when you haven't ever concentrated on it ever for years. And then for you to just wake up in actual food heaven and be like, this is great. It all works out. Eat exactly what I need. Fueled, feeling great, going. Guess what happens after I got on the chairlift snowboarding? I couldn't get off. Getting off of something when you're crooked is like impossible. So I just went around the chairlift four times before the guy like noticed me, right? The, uh, I don't know, lift attendant noticed that it was the same me. And I finally got the courage to wave him down and be like, you're going to have to stop this thing. Or I now live here. This is where I live. I live on the roundabout of this. You're going to stop it and not know I'm on it. I'm going to, I'm just going to have to put up a tent here. This is where I live. It's okay to be nervous to ask for help. I did not ask to get off that chairlift the first three times. I whipped around it. I tried to get off, realized I couldn't. The seat came back behind me. I fell back into the seat and I went around three more times before I was like, yo, you're going to, I'm going to have to be that person. You're going to have to stop this for me (laughs) so that I can get off. He didn't just have to stop it. He had to come out of his booth, come hold my hands, show me how to get off of it and then go. (laughs) Right. Like it was horrible. It was a horrible experience for me. I'm sure no one else was, you know, that big of a deal to them, but I was like, oh my gosh, so embarrassed. So thinking I could do this on my own. Now I'm stuck going around this thing. I had thoughts that I was going to live there forever. I didn't mustered up the courage, waved for help and got off. Do you know what I did right after that? Um, I couldn't get down. So I went on my butt. I like strapped in and went right into the lessons booth that I thought I was too good for because I was an athlete, right? And got myself some lessons. I was like, I need someone to guide me through this. Yes, I know how to do sports and I know how to do fitness. I don't know how to bring that together into snowboarding. You might be at that spot right now with your nutrition that you're going around and around on the chairlift 
just like, I don't want to ask for help. I can do this on my own. I don't need to ask for help. I can do this on my own. I don't have, I'm not, mm-mm, he's not going to see me this time. Just help. I need help. I know this is going to cost money. I didn't go in that there that day. Like I can't wait to spend $300 on snowboarding lessons on top of the 150 I spent on the equipment anyways, but I needed help. Like I wasn't going to grow anymore. I had the choice to say, I'm going to be in the lounge and not moving forward with this. I'm not going to do it. Or if I want to do this, I'm going to need some help getting through this and stop viewing my setbacks as these like debilitating things and viewing them as opportunities to learn, to set my expectations right, to grow, to get better, not to be the best, not to nail it every single day, not to go to the Olympics and get at least a bronze medal. Is anyone else like that? <laughs> I kind of hope so that I'm not alone here. Like I'm going to be the best at prepping food. And it's going to be amazing. I'm going to be the best at waking up an hour early and getting my workout in. It doesn't have to be great all the time. It just has to be great at failing. You have to be great at your setback. You have to be great at what you do when you fall down. Even if it takes you three or four times going, oh my gosh, I'm stuck on this. I'm stuck like this forever. I am never going to lose weight again. I'm clearly not meant to food prep. I am just here living, not growing, not doing anything. I'm just going up and I'm going down and I'm going up and I'm going down and I'm just here. This is who I am. That's not who you are. You, you can reach out and say, I need help. I don't care if it's with me as your personal trainer, nutrition coach, health coach, I don't care if it's in my program. It might be that you need to ask for help at the gym. You walk in there and you're like, uh, I really should talk to this trainer, but I don't want to because that's weird. No, that's what trainers are here for. I talked to someone yesterday and she was like, I need help with my glutes. Um, and I go to the gym, but I always just chicken out before I, I talk to the trainer. Don't do that. And if that trainer is so standoffish, like go to a different one. There's not just one in the gym. I can guarantee you that I've worked it enough. There's not just one. There's going to be someone else or there's someone else on the thing that you're looking to do. And you can go, how do you do that? What do you do? Use your resources. So if you feel like these setbacks in your health and your mindset are keeping you on a chairlift in life of stagnant and not moving and just scared, reach out. You can comment below, set back, and I will reach out for you. You have to take a step out of your comfort zone though to say, ah, I need help. And just like I did at the ski resort, Loom, my favorite one. So if any of my Northerners are there or Mount Snow, love them both you go, I know this is going to hurt like financially. <laughs> I know that this is going to hurt if I just stay on this loop. And I know that this is going to give me some setbacks, but it's going to grow me. You need to go in with that mentality and go, I, I'm going to be in pain financially. And I was that day. I was 18. I didn't have hundreds of dollars to drop. I called my dad. <laughs> I was like, dad, I'm going to die here. I need you to help me with these lessons real quick. And then I'll figure out how to pay for it after, but I need to survive the next four hours that my school was here that I just thought I was going to nail this. It may hurt financially. It's going to hurt equally staying on the chairlift, doing nothing. That was a painful, scary place for me to be too. Just like, oh no. I'm stuck here. I'm going to live here. How do I make a tent? How do I eat? Um, what if these snow making machines turn on and I get stuck in one that's hurtful too. And the other thing that's hurtful is trying to go through it yourself 
and teach myself in four hours how to get down a hill. Um, that's painful as well. So yes, in your health journey, there's no difference. Joseph had a lot of painful things happen to him. He was stripped of everything. He was beaten. He was thrown in jail. He was betrayed. He got his hopes lifted only to have them smashed by people around him. And I just want to say, if you've quit church because of people's actions, that wasn't Jesus. That wasn't God. That was people because we're all living in sin. Imagine if Joseph just let the expectation that these, the baker and the cup holder would come back and save them because he told them their dreams. And then they didn't, one died to be fair, but, and then he didn't, he was just forgotten. He could have lived in this state of, well, no one, no one thinks about me. No one loves me. My family left me. My family sold me. My brothers hate me. The king, the Pharaoh hates me because he thinks I slept with his wife and I didn't. Even the cupbearer, and I read their dreams, I did something for them and they did nothing for me. If you're living in that state, learn from Joseph. He didn't stay there in this, in this state. He grew from it. He continued to talk to God. He continued to have faith. Our faith doesn't grow when things are easy. Our faith grows when we're tested, when we are laboring through things. You're going to be laboring through things. And I hate to say it to you, like so much of the time people are financially like, oh, it's too much. I just paid $1,500 for physical therapy on things I know how to do. I know how to do every single thing they told me to do, but I had to go there because I had to get this mobility back. I had to have someone pushing my leg straight with all of their might. Because although I know I needed to do it, I cannot push my own leg down like that. I needed someone to then crunch my leg and bend it in a position that it normally used to bend in, but didn't anymore. And I needed their strength to bend it and their strength to straighten it. I know how to straighten and bend my leg. I just couldn't write them. And let me tell you, physical therapy, not cheap. Medicines, not cheap. Doctor's visits, really not cheap. <laughs> so we're either spending money on making sure that we're being proactive or we're going to spend money being reactive. There, there is no in or out about that. And I was being proactive and I still had to spend $1,500 being reactive. And now I'm still spending thousands of dollars on a specialized trainer to make sure that I can do what I need to do. Because guess what? I wouldn't do all the things I know I needed to do at home on my own. So I got to have that accountability as well. It's okay, but it would be painful for me to be stuck where I was without physical therapy too. And say, well, I'm not going to spend the $1,500. And, and it doesn't start out that much either. <laughs> it's like, it's just $60 per time, three days a week for like the rest of your life. And you're like, oh God, <laughs> that does add up quick. It's painful for me to stay stuck where I was. It's painful for me to move forward. So there is something here for you. It's painful for you to move forward in your health. It might not be financially. It might just be mentally talking to yourself or setting up expectations or putting yourself and reading the story of Joseph a little bit more in depth and putting yourself in his shoes and going, woof, that's a lot. It could be painful financially, but it's gonna be painful stuck too. It's going to be painful regardless of how you do it. Is the pain going to grow you though? Or is it going to make you bitter? Is the pain going to push you forward? Or is it going to keep you stuck? Is the devil going to use that pain to influence all these other people around you that you're supposed to be bringing light of Jesus to, but you're bringing anger and bitterness to? Or is that pain going to grow you and push you and show people like, 
I didn't think she had that. And you go, that's right. I didn't have that. He had that. He had that. I didn't think it was possible. I had given up on myself. I knew I wasn't strong enough, but God came through. So if you're ready to say, you know what? I'm stuck on the chairlift, Heather. I've been going around it a few times. I'm putting my hand up. I need to stop this cycle and get off and get some help for how to get down this hill and then get back up and get off <laughs> and figure out how to do it. You can comment setback below, setback below, and we'll talk about it. If you're feeling confident in it, but you're just having like a really tough time, it's okay to ask for help too. Like I reach out for help. You know what? I want to say all the time, but I don't. There are so many, there's still that thorn of like pride in me that I'm trying to get through things myself. I want you this week to put that pride down and go, hey, I'm going to ask for prayer. I need prayer. Hey, I'm feeling hurt. I'm going to bring this to light. I'm not going to let this fester in me anymore. I'm feeling weak. I need to bring it to the Lord because I'm not living like this anymore. Bring the things that you're struggling with up to the surface so that God will deal with them. Not you, not when it's covered in the bricks that is pride and I don't need you attitude. Bring it to the surface, take off some of those bricks. And when you fall down, get back up, celebrate it and move forward. It is not the end for you because you left your lunch at home and now food prepping isn't for you. That's not how it works. Let's get back up. Let's put on our armor of God and let's march forward, not only in our fitness and our health, but in our faith too. Have an awesome rest of your day, ladies. I hope that this was helpful to you. And like I said, if you need anything at all, don't hesitate to reach out and I'll talk to you ladies later. Have an awesome day. Bye guys.